Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and today we're going to be continuing our reading of the book version of The Tale of Nightly Neighbors. I'm really interested to see what happens in this book. I just want to add in, too, that this book was written by Kathleen Derby and DJ McHale, and for some reason the book glows in the dark, so that's really sweet. So today we're going to continue on from chapter 2. We're on page 10 of, I don't know, like 100-ish, 150 or so. So let's, uh, let's keep going. A few days later, on Saturday morning, Day-Day was in his usual spot, stretched out on the sofa and in front of the TV watching cartoons. Emma pounced on him. Come on, you lazy toad, she said as she turned off the television set. It's time we paid a visit to our new neighbors and introduced ourselves. Day-Day was annoyed and let her know it. That was my favorite cartoon, he said, pouting. What's the big deal about meeting those creeps anyway? It's something new, something different, something other than these four walls that are closing in around your square head, Emma replied. She dragged him off the sofa and pushed him towards the front door. You know, Emma commented, I haven't seen these people since the night they moved in. Have you? Daddy looked at Emma with disgust. What do you think I am, the neighborhood peeping Tom? Of course I haven't seen them. I haven't been looking for them. You're the one who's so nosy, remember? Oh, come off it, she replied, checking out the old gray house across the street. Don't you even have a little sense of adventure? Don't you want to experience new things once in a while? Daddy just looked at her, totally bored. Forget it, Emma said. Let's go meet them before they change. Before you change your mind. She grabbed his arm and pulled him out of the front door before he got a chance to protest. As they crossed the street, Emma and Day-Day noticed a large delivery van pulling into their new neighbor's driveway. A burly man jumped out of the cab, went to the rear of the van, and began unloading two very large wooden crates. As he rolled them up the front walk, Emma and Day-Day approached the house. What's in the boxes? Day-Day asked, curiously. Don't know, said the man, but whatever it is, there's two of them. Do you kids live here? No, Emma replied. We live across the street. Our new neighbors just moved in and we are coming over to say hi. What are their names? Braun, Mr. and Mrs., the man read from his paperwork. Emma took a quick peek at the papers the man had on his clipboard. Ronville, Ukraine, she said, she read. They're from the Ukraine. Is that near Disney World? Um, Day-Day asked. No, Dip. It's near Russia. Emma said with disgust. I knew that, Day-Day said quickly, trying to cover his dumb remark. The delivery man went up to the front stoop and rang the bell. He glanced at the clipboard and said to the two kids, It looks like refrigerators, according to the paperwork. They must have wanted them pretty bad to order them before they left Europe. He rang the bell again. Is that what they are? Refrigerators? Why would why would anyone need two refrigerators? Emma commented. Delivery man waited another half a minute and then began walking back to his van. Are they gonna are you gonna leave them out here? Dayday asked. Yup, said the man. That's what the delivery order says. If no answer, leave in driveway, he read. He then jumped into the van and with a quick wave backed out of the driveway. Emma walked around the large crates looking at them thoughtfully. As their neighbor's garage came into her view, she noticed that the door was open and their car was parked inside. They've got to be home, she said. 
Look, their car's in the garage. I wonder why they didn't answer the door. How should I know? Day-Day replied. Maybe they didn't want to be bothered by some snoopy neighbors. Come on, you can meet them some other time. With that, he turned and headed back for home. Emma ran after her brother. Hey, she said excitedly. Aren't you curious about them at all? They're from Eastern Europe. Maybe they're KGB agents who bolted when the Soviet Union collapsed. Or gypsies searching for a new home. The new neighbors had really kicked Emma's imagination into overdrive. Yeah, right, Day-Day said. Or maybe they repair refrigerators. Wow, wouldn't that be exciting? Day-Day laughed at his own joke, but Emma frowned. You're no fun, she grumbled. As Emma and Day-Day turned into their driveway, they accidentally bumped into Mr. Mitchell, their mail carrier. Mr. Mitchell lost his balance and dropped his brown leather mailbag. Letters scattered everywhere. But the kids grabbed the elderly mailman by the arm to keep him from falling over as well. Sorry, Mr. Mitchell, Emma said as she bent down to pick up some of the scattered mail. That's all right, he answered. I should have been watching where I was going. Emma thought the mailman looked kind of pale and tired. When he took off his cap to wipe, to wipe his forehead, she noticed he was shaking slightly. She also noticed a rather large bandage on his neck. Did you hurt yourself? She asked the mailman, handing him some of his letters she had retrieved. No, no, just a small scratch, he replied. But I have been feeling a bit sickly. Must have the flu or something. Day-Day instantly jumped back from the old man as if he might catch fire. <laughs> I'm sorry, I might catch anything, not fire. Uh, Emma nudged her brother hard in the ribs with her elbow. His manners were something horrendous. I'm sorry to hear that, she said. I hope you feel better soon. Say, we just went across the street to meet the new neighbors, but they didn't answer the door. Have you met them? As a matter of fact, I have, Mr. Mitchell replied. They stopped in a few nights ago to get acquainted. That's one night I won't forget anytime soon. Emma and her brother looked at each other. Why is that? asked Day-Day. Because that's the night I first got sick, the mailman answered. Been feeling weak as a kitten ever since. I wish I could shake this thing. Oh well, the mail must go through. It doesn't stop just because I'm feeling a little poorly. Emma and Day-Day helped pick up the rest of the letters. When the mailman put on his cap and trundled off, to finish his route. He seemed barely able to carry his leather mailbag. Emma and Day-Day watched him walk away. What do you think's wrong with him? Emma asked. He said the flu. Day-Day looked at his sister. She had a curious look in her eyes, and he knew all that all too well. What? He exclaimed. You're going to start reading up on rare diseases you get from touching stamps or something? Oh, Day-Day, you silly goose. Emma didn't answer. That's it. Day-Day said, I'm out of here before you go off the deep end. He turned and bolted for the door for the house. Afraid you're going to miss another cartoon, <clears throat> she called back with a sarcastic laugh. Then she turned and continued to watch Mr. Mitchell shuffle away. Day-Day was right. She was thinking about rare diseases all right, but not ones that came from the mail. She was thinking that maybe there could have been something strange disease that found its way to their neighborhood from a far off land. Maybe Mr. Mitchell caught some kind of Ukrainian flu, Emma thought. I hope it's not contagious, she said with a shudder. All right. 
So, I guess they just decided that the mom didn't suplex the mailman. That's kind of a bummer. I really liked that part in the episode. But let's continue on. Chapter 3. Later that day, Emma sat on the front step and stared at the house across the street, thinking about her new neighbors, the Brawns. She hadn't even met them yet, but already she had a sneaky feeling that they were going to shake up her quiet little neighborhood. The house still looked deserted, even though the Brawns had moved in. It needed a paint job desperately. The gray paint was just about all chipped away, revealing rotten old boards underneath. What? And there was never any lights shining behind the curtains, which were always drawn. Shrubbery and plants around the house had been left to grow wild and shed their dead leaves all over the lawn. And towering above the house was a big old tree that was also dying, but still cast a shadow over the building. Even on a sunny day, the house looked dark and dreary, as if no light could penetrate it. Though the place looked empty and gloomy, Emma was convinced that the new neighbors from another land would bring some amazing adventures her way. After all, the Ukraine was practically on another planet. It was so far away. Hmm. Yeah, that's about how I feel with Brandon. She decided, to, right then and there, to keep a close eye on them and try to find out everything she could about them. So, she's going to stalk them. Emma had never met anyone from Europe before, and she was very curious. One of her friends had once visited England with her parents, and Emma had bugged her to death with all sorts of questions about the trip. But the Ukraine was a whole different story. They didn't even speak English there. This is going to be fun, Emma said out loud, then jumped up and purposefully headed down the street. First stop, public library. I need to find out Everything known about Ravno and the Ukraine. And then we get like a little paragraph break. Later that afternoon, when Emma had returned home with a stack of books under her arm, she could hear Day-Day playing a video game behind her, behind his bedroom door. She knocked and called out, Hey, open up! I want you to show, I want to show you something! No way! He shouted. Go tell your crazy idea to someone else for a change! Emma shrugged and sa said to the closed door, Whatever, be a, oh, what is this word? A vidiot, if that's what makes you happy. Damn, she's a, uh, an idiot that plays video games, I guess. Day-Day's attitude wasn't going to affect Emma's curiosity. She spent the next few hours sitting by her bedroom window reading. All the while, she kept a close eye on the Braun house across the street. The place still looked totally deserted. No one came in or out all afternoon. Whoever they are, they sure aren't the night the neighborly type, Emma reflected. I wonder why they moved here if they never go out. Em what? You don't just move it. you don't just move into a house so that you can meet the neighbors. That's dumb. Emma took a quick dinner break, <laughs> then returned to her post at the window. Finally her vigil paid off. Shortly after the dark, the bron front bronze front door opened. Emma dropped her book and stuck her nose up to the window. Her eyes glued to Mr. and Mrs. Braun and their son as they emerged from the house. They locked the front door and headed up the street. Emma immediately bolted for the stairs, ready for her mission. She paused in front of her brother's bedroom and considered dragging him along. Forget it, she told herself. He'll just complain and give us away. From what? What is she planning on doing? She hurried down the stairs and out the front door just in time to see the Brauns turning the corner at the end of the block. Emma ran as fast as she could, trying to stay in the shadows, and slowed only when she reached the corner. 
She carefully peeked around the street sign and saw the bronze about halfway down the next block. They were walking slow but steadily. Slowly but steadily. They had a specific destination and were not just out for an evening stroll. Hmm. She can just tell that? Emma kept to the shadows and continued to tail them. At one point, the bronze hesitated and came to a stop. Emma stopped too, holding her breath and watching. Then all three turned in unison towards Emma. She quickly dived behind a bush at the side of the walk. At the side of the walk. Crouching, she hugged her knees and took a peek around the shrub. Bronze gazed back in her direction for what seemed a full minute. All of them as still as statues. Emma's heart pounded. She had a cramp in her leg, uh, but she didn't dare move. She didn't dare breathe either. What if they knew she was spying on them? Okay. Finally, the bronze turned and continued on their way. Whew! That was a close call, Emma said quietly to herself. Weird, too. It's almost as if they have eyes in the back of their head and knew I was following them. Emma decided she needed to be more alert, so she hung back a little further as she continued down the sidewalk. The bronze approached the end of the block and turned towards the last house on the street. Suddenly, a large golden retriever bounded around the corner and headed directly for the bronze. The three people stopped dead in their tracks, and the dog did the same. Hmm, weird. Emma kept close surveillance from behind a tree. The hair raised up on the dog's neck, which she wouldn't be able to tell from such a distance, and his ears flattened to its head. Then, to Emma's surprise, the dog started a low, threatening, deep growl in its throat. Mr. Braun immediately stepped in front of his son in an effort to protect him. Oh, good on you, Daddy Braun. The dog continued his low growl as the bronze backed slowly away and up the driveway to the house. When they were several feet away from the dog, they turned and continued towards the house. Okay. Emma watched as they walked up to the front door and rang the bell. So, the dog didn't do anything? Why even mention it, then? Thought he was going to do some vampire shit on this dog. With the bronze no longer blocking its path, the large dog stopped growling and continued along the sidewalk in Emma's direction. Okay, as the dog approached her, Emma stood her stood perfectly still. Is it going to growl at me and give me away? She glanced back at the bronze and saw that the boy was still watching the dog. Emma held her breath, ready for the worst, but as the dog grew closer, she suddenly realized she knew whose it was. His name was Turbo, and he belonged to the school principal, Mr. Pariso. She also knew Turbo was the friendliest dog around. Okay, so the dog just has, like, free reign of the neighborhood? What? <sighs> Knowing the dog, she was surprised that he had growled at the bronze. Strange, Emma thought. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body. As soon as Turbo saw Emma, he bounded up to her and with his tail wagging. No, Turbo, Emma said in a quiet but firm voice. Go home. Turbo didn't. Turbo. Turbo! Don't blow my cover! Good dog! The dog reluctantly walked away from her and then broke into a slow lope in the direction of his home. Close one, Emma murmured. <laughs> she saw the, that the brawn boy was no longer watching the dog. He and his parents were waiting patiently for someone to answer the door. She knew the house belonged to the head librarian at the public library, Miss Arm. 
Armbruster? What? Miss Armbruster? And after a moment, she clearly saw the elderly woman in the light from the inside entryway. She opened the door for her visitors. Emma approached the home just as the front door was closing behind the bronze. She stood on the sidewalk and gazed at the house, trying to figure out how the bronze knew the librarian. She tried to think of a logical reason for the bronze to visit Miss Armbruster, but it really didn't make much sense at all. Emma hung around behind some bushes for a while, but when it appeared nothing more interesting was going to happen, she became bored and decided to return home. She scurried down the street, turned the corner, and headed for their house. Upon entering the front door, she heard the TV turn to another horror flick. She entered the living room and stood watching Day Day for a few minutes. Why would you watch him for so long? He was totally wrapped up in the movie and wasn't even aware that she had come in. She considered scaring him again, but changed her mind. She really wasn't in the mood for an argument and wanted to be alone to think more about the strange bronze. Emma went up to her room, changed into her pajamas, and brushed her teeth. She looked out the front window just in time to see the new neighbors turning into their yard. She dumped, jumped back from the window, afraid they might see her and, and become suspicious. Okay, that's weird. If she was planning on watching their movements over the next few days, she couldn't let them know that she was following them. As she climbed into bed, Emma was still turning over in her mind the few things she had observed so far from the bronze. She thought... She thought the parents were cool with their black clothes and foreign look. Maybe they own a rock club, she thought. The kid looks kind of wimpy. He's so pale. His hair is black and it makes his face seem so white. It almost glows in the dark. I doubt if Day Day will get along with him. He's too young. Well, he's fucking 10 years old and Day Day's 11. What? It doesn't make any sense. Then she wondered if they played video games in the Ukraine. Oh well, she said with a sigh. Maybe I'll meet maybe I'll get to meet them tomorrow. With that, she turned over and immediately fell asleep. Oh, how long have we been doing this? Yeah, I think I'm gonna stop it right here. I want I want these episodes to be probably between fifteen and twenty minutes or so. So maybe we can just do two two chapters each episode. I think that'll be be good. Um, I'm really excited to see what the else is going to happen because that was kind of cool. We got like a little Emma adventure that didn't happen at all in the episode and we got a whole new word, which totally sure that Webster's approved that for their dictionary. Vidiot. Awesome stuff. I hope you like the voices. Uh, I'm going to try and perfect them. I get a little... I got a little confused once the mailman started talking and then the delivery guy because that was uh, more than I was expecting, I suppose. But we're like, I don't know, like 10 minutes into the episode or so because they already got the scene at the beginning scene when they move in and the scene with the the fat mail truck delivery guy. Uh, and then we got a whole new added scene. So I'm interested to see how this book is filled with shit, you know, like what the fuck else happens. It's going to be great. But for now, I'm pretty tired. I'm going to get going to bed. I've been up all night. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. And I look forward to the next episode when I cover chapter four and five, I guess. Well, talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye.